Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe lifting weights, knowing our cycles and training with them is the future of women's training. I also believe this training, nutrition and health stuff shouldn't feel so goddamn hard and we should all feel strong and confident. So this is your go-to show for practical information to build a stronger and healthier body. You'll find content on training, nutrition, hormones, and tons of experts who wanna help you get stronger and healthier. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Warrior Woman, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to talk about timelines. I get asked a lot, how long is it going to take? from me to get to my destination, to get the result that I want, to get the goal, the outcome. And so when we're talking about timelines today, I mean getting from A, where we are now, to B, the destination, the goal, the outcome, the result, where we want to go. And we're going to talk about that juicy part in between A and B, how we get there, how long does it take, And I totally get why this is a very common question because a lot of you have been on this journey to get from A to B for a really freaking long time, (laughs) Uh, years or decades, and you're tired, you're overwhelmed, you're really frustrated because you feel like you can't get there, you can't get to B, you can't get the results that you want, you can't get to your destination. So in the episode today, we're going to look at like, what do I mean by timelines? Uh, We're also going to touch on the expectation reality gap. What stops us from getting, uh, you know, from A to B. And then we're actually going to look at my story and some case studies of the warrior women that I work with in warrior school. So we'll dive into their timelines and their journeys and break them down and have a little bit of a conversation around uh, yeah how long you know it's taken them to move from A towards B. So when I'm talking about timelines I'm talking about it specifically to our training and our health journeys. So a lot of us could be at A and we could be in pain and we want to be pain free or we feel weak and we want to be strong We feel really uncomfortable in our body or maybe we have gained a lot of weight uh, from healing our body and we want to change our body composition. Uh, Maybe we don't have any energy and we want to get energy. So, you know, we're at A and we really want to get to B. We want to get to that destination. Now, for a lot of us, we're on the journey pretty much only to get to that destination and we don't, want a, we don't want the journey from A to B to take too long. And we really don't want to suffer the discomfort. And I totally get why we don't want that. Because if we've been training and pushing ourselves, 
or trying to heal our body for six months, 12 months, you know, or we've been trying to do this for years and we haven't got there where we run out of energy. We're frustrated, we're confused, we're overwhelmed and we're really tired. So we really just like, we want to get there. So maybe that's why we keep doing the latest fad. We keep reading and researching and trying different things uh, to try and move us from A to B quickly. You know, I call it uh, taking the short way home or the shortcuts. So wherever you are, I want you to think about your A. Like, where are you now? And what is your B? What is your destination? You know, how do you want to feel? Uh, You know, what is that outcome? What's the goal? What's the result? Now, I want you to think about, you know, why you haven't been able to get from A to B. What have been the obstacles that have come up? Uh, And if you have a notebook, it would be really cool if you could jot some of these down. Um, So this is the first piece I want you to think about. So we know that, okay, so the timeline is, you know, I'm at A and I want to get to B or I've been trying to get to B and I really want to know how long it's going to take or how much time I have left (laughs) to get to B. So the first thing that we need to do is we need to get really clear on where am I right now? So what's going on? Uh, What's the hard part? What's the challenge for me? Then we're going to look at, you know, what have we tried before um, in that in that journey, so in trying to move from A to B. What have we tried? What's worked? What hasn't worked? What are the obstacles been that have come up that have stopped us from getting there? Now, you're probably going to be pretty surprised uh, in the biggest obstacle that stops us from getting from A to B. That is the story that we tell ourselves about how hard it is. Yes, there are can be obstacles around, uh, like external obstacles around time and money, so resources, um, you know, uh, relationships, family, work. All of these things are external obstacles. And yes, you know, they, they're important to think about uh, and maybe we think that they've stopped us from getting from A to B. But really what I've found over the last 13 years by working with hundreds of women and having thousands of conversations is that it's the story that we tell ourselves about how hard it is that stops us uh, from continuing on the journey. Because to get from A to B is hard and it takes a long time. And this is why we're going to speak about this timeline piece. Because for a lot of us, we enter into this uh, journey, this training journey, this health journey, and we don't really expect for it to be as hard as it is or to take as long as it's taking. And so then we start to tell ourselves this story about it's too hard, it's taking too long, I'm not doing it right, I need to try something else, Uh, 
And that often stops us, you know, it stops us from continuing on. And so then we're stuck, you know, maybe a quarter of a way to B or halfway to B, or maybe we've gone all the way back to A. And then we often think about, you know, what we did before to maybe move us forward. So we try that again. And that's often the shortcuts, you know, the fads, the dieting, the over-exercising, the under-eating. And then we realize, you know, maybe a couple of years into our journey, maybe five, maybe 10, maybe 15, that what we were doing before isn't working and that our amazing bodies and physiology are actually really complex. Uh, And then we start to get really frustrated and really overwhelmed because and we feel really stuck and we're not sure how to move forward. And we also really want to know, okay, how much longer is this going to take? Because I'm tired. Uh, So let's talk about this. Let's talk about timelines. Now, I really want to touch on the expectation reality gap. And this is why I think a lot of us find ourselves stuck between A and B. Or some of us even stuck at A, not even, even being able to make it, you know, off the block, off the A block. That's because we have a big gap between our expectation and our reality. Now, maybe we have the expectation and that's to get to be, that's to get to the destination, uh, to get the result, to lose the weight, uh, to get strong, to have more energy. And then our reality, so where we are at A, is that we've been undernourishing ourselves for years, sometimes decades. Uh, We're doing the wrong type of training, so The way that we're eating and training is not working with our body. We have hormonal stuff going on. Maybe we have a big stressful job. We have children. We're looking after someone who, you know, is sick and unwell or old. You know, we're thinking about life. Like, so we're getting clear on our reality. And often the gap between our reality and our expectation is so bloody big that it's not achievable. You know, and there is, there's a few things that we can do here. So if we really want to get to B, we want to get to that destination. We have this expectation and we want to get the goal. There's a couple of things that we can do. One, we need to change our entire reality. And what that means is actually for a lot of women that we need to heal our bodies. So we need to heal our metabolisms. We need to eat enough food. We need to balance our meals, balance our blood sugar, we need to restore our hormones, regulate our cycles, we need to sleep more, we need to reduce our stress. So we actually need to work on creating a lot of boundaries, you know, a lot of containers of what's okay and what's not okay. Basically, for a lot of us, you know, we have to change our whole lives if we want to get to this expectation that we have. And that's you know, that's doable. I've worked with women that have changed their whole realities uh, to support them getting to be. Now, for a lot of us, you know, maybe we can't do that. We can't change our whole life. You know, we can. We have that choice. We totally can. Uh, But, you know, maybe for a lot of us, we're not ready to or we need to do it slowly. Uh, So what do we do? Well, we need to make some changes in our reality, which basically means, you know, when I'm talking about this reality, what I'm really talking about is us getting really good at managing stress. And so with this, we can look at, uh, you know, our sleep, 
our food, getting sunlight, walking, training in a way that works with our body, uh, you know, asking for help, putting up boundaries, resting, all of these things that support stress, um, support our reality. So we can start to change some of them. So I often like to start with food, you know, making sure that we're eating enough, uh, we're eating balanced meals, we're getting enough nutrition in, enough energy in. And then what we also have to do is we might have to adjust our expectations. And what that means is that maybe we just have to adjust the timeline that we've put on it. Uh, often we'll enter into, okay, on this date, I want to be able to do this or have lost this amount of weight. Now, if we can only make small changes to our reality, uh, we need to adjust our expectations that we have on ourselves. And maybe it's just going to take a little bit longer to get to be, to get to that destination. The third thing that we can actually do is we need to be okay with maybe I actually never get to be where I think that, you know, I need to be. And now an example with this is a lot of the women uh, that I start working with have a body composition goal. So they'll have someone in mind that they want to look like. Now, you know, we're slowly working on changing things in their reality to close the gap. But for some of them, they'll never get to be, they'll never get to that body composition that they hold in their mind. And we need to work through that, you know, working through why they want that body composition, what that means. Um, and then accepting and grieving that, you know, if they may never get there. <laughs> uh, and like, that's okay. You know, all of this stuff that it's not, there's no right or wrong or good or bad. You know, if you have a big expectation reality gap, that's not bad. Uh, it just means that there are a few things that we can do to start to close that gap. The reason why we're speaking about it is because it's really important when we speak about timelines. Okay, so if we're not willing to make changes in our reality, and sometimes we have to make some big changes, the timeline is going to extend. Or if we're a bit of a mess, like we have a lot going on uh, with our hormones, with trauma, with stress, with, you know, that also lengthens our timeline. Uh, maybe, you know, we can't commit to as, to as much um commit as much time to the practice as, you know, we want to or need to in order to have a shorter timeline. So, you know, we can do the, we can do a few things. So basically the first thing is that we can change our reality, change our entire reality, the way that we live our life to achieve that destination, that goal, that outcome. Two, we can start to make small changes in our reality, which help us move from A towards B, but know that it's going to take a little longer to get to B. Now, this is most commonly, you know, what happens when women go on a healing journey and they start to restore their metabolism. 
uh, you know, they start to make changes in their reality and then they learn that, okay, you know, to get the results that I want in my training, it's going to take a little longer because I need to spend the time, you know, the six months, the 12 months, the 18 months making my body feel safe. Uh, and then I can start, you know, really moving towards B. The third one is being okay that you may never get to B, you know, or, or B changes for you based on your reality and based on what you really want. And B can change. And it often does change for a lot of women that I work with. You know, they have this initial destination or this initial goal. Uh, and then through the journey, they actually change it. You know, they focus more on feeling capable and feeling strong and having energy and, and other things, you know, at the start, it can be very heavily focused on body composition and weight loss. And that's, you know, what they've been focusing on for years or decades. But through the journey, B can sometimes change. So the third one is uh, maybe realizing that you may never get to B uh, because it actually wasn't realistic. So the goal, you know, it was way past your edge. And you were just demanding so much uh, from your body and that, yeah, it just wasn't realistic. And that's okay. You know, you need to grieve that and we work through that. Or alternatively, we're okay with not achieving the B that we thought that we wanted and the B changes. Okay, so that's the expectation reality gap. Basically what that means is that we have all these expectations of ourselves, but our reality doesn't support those expectations. Now, a lot of us can fall into blaming and victimhood, and we look at all the obstacles that we think that have gotten in our road, but really it's the story that we tell ourselves about how hard the journey actually is, um, or how scary it is to actually change our reality to get to um, our destination. So here I'm going to talk a little bit about my story and then I'm going to talk about uh, some case studies inside Warrior School of the Warrior Women that I've been working with. So in 2012, I was flat on my back on the floor. I couldn't get up. I had been experiencing chronic back pain on and off for a couple of years. And one day I was on the floor and my back had flared up and I couldn't even get up. And this was scary because I had always been so strong and capable. I come from a gymnastics and dancing background. You know, I had been in a gym since I was 14 years old. I always felt strong and capable and sure and certain in my body. But here I was, 2012 was an extremely... Um, stressful year. I started my master's in dietetics, which ended up being very clinical and very unsatisfying. But at that same time, I had a terrible relationship breakdown. I had to move. I was getting up at 5am to train. I was running a lot. And all of this stress paired with hours of sitting to study, you know, made me really weak, made my body weak. And I had been experiencing lower back pain. So I was referred to a coach who specialized in pain and rehabilitation by my really good friend, Amy. We were PTing 
at the same gym at the time and she had started to go to this other gym and uh, was getting coached by Jules who became my coach and my teacher, my mentor and my dear friend and Jules and I worked together for five years. And so I had my first session with him and he gave me three simple movements, three simple exercises. And I still have those three simple exercises saved in my phone uh, because they remind me how far I've come. And it was uh, one of the most humbling experiences I've had. Also one of the hardest experiences that first session with him because I was so weak and I was so broken. Uh, You know, I couldn't even move freely, let alone train. Uh, I couldn't pick a 20 kilo bar off the ground. And so Jules and I worked together, you know, for 12 months. Basically, he taught me how to rebuild my body from the ground up. And what I mean by that is, you know, learning our range of motion and activation, stability, coordination, tension, control, basic movement patterns again. Uh, I had to learn how to squat again, uh, hinge, uh, do a push-up, how to create tension through my midline. And we worked on building a stronger, healthier spine for 12 months. It took about 12 months of me doing the work every day. So he gave me those three simple exercises and I did them every day. Then a week later, we had another session together. He gave me more exercises and I did those every day. And then a week later, I saw him again. And slowly over time, piece by piece, we started to rebuild my foundation, rebuild my body from the ground up. He gave me the exercises and the tools and the knowledge, but I had to show up and do the work every day. I was there doing my midline work, my ab work you know, my back work, my stretches, my mobility, because it was so necessary for me to not be in pain. You know, my A was being in pain, weak, broken, feeling scared. And I wanted to get to B, which was being pain-free and feeling strong and confident in my body again. Okay, the one thing that I did not do is I did not ask him, how long is it going to take? I did the work. He gave me the tools and I showed up every day and I did those three boring exercises. They weren't fun. They weren't sexy. They were hard because I felt foreign in my body. I felt not capable and everything felt hard, but I did those three boring exercises. And then I saw him again and we had a session We had a 60-minute session together once a week for five years. (laughs) And, uh, you know, then he started to build a plan and a program for me because I could tolerate training more. So it took about 12 months of working closely together and me showing up every day and doing my exercises to move from being in pain to pain-free, from feeling scared to feeling confident, you know, from you know, not really being able to train to be able to train consistently most days. Uh, So then we just started to keep building from the ground up. So after I, you know, wasn't in pain and I could train 
we looked at strength training and gymnastic strength training and starting to add some weightlifting in. And one day he taught me how to snatch, which is an Olympic lift. And I was good at it. You know, a lot of dancers are quite good at Olympic lifting because they have the mobility and they're very good at coordination. So he taught me how to snatch. And I remember that session. It was about probably uh, 15 to 18 months after we started working together. And that was probably one of the first times in a long time that I felt strong and capable. And I fell in love with Olympic lifting because it made me feel strong again and very capable. And so years after that, after him introducing me to Olympic lifting, it took years to build the strong, resilient, capable body I have today. I think that's what I'm getting at. You know, I think if we're coming, bringing it back to this timeline piece is, okay, I had the initial session with him and then he gave me some exercises. I did them every day and then he gave me new ones. And this went on for about 12 months and then I wasn't in pain anymore and I could tolerate training most days. Then we just started to build on that. And this is where it took years, years to build the strength Um, and the resilient body that I have today. And this is the important piece that I really wanted to speak about, uh, is that it actually takes years um, to get really strong. And I don't think this is spoken about enough um, in the fitness space and in the training world. To actually learn how to train properly and to build a body from the ground up piece by piece, slowly layering in, you know, more weights or more complexity takes years. Uh, And to get really, really good at something and really bloody strong takes a very long time. You know, to specialize in something takes about 10 years. So I started to Olympic lift and I trained a lot, like three or four hours a day, six days a week. I still saw Jules once a week. We had barbell club twice a week uh, where we all came together as a group and we would train, you know, twice a week and lift for about 90 minutes. So I'm just bringing it back to this expectation and this reality gap. So I had this expectation to not be in pain, to feel strong and confident. And my reality was that I wasn't training. I didn't know what to do. I was really stressed because of my master's and what was going on in my life. So I basically changed my whole reality. And I leaned into this and I allowed Jules to lead me. And I showed up and I trained And I trained a lot. I dedicated so much time to making sure that I got from A to B. It was my sole focus because my body and my training practice is my number one value. And so I closed that expectation reality gap (laughs) really quick because that was my focus. And that's all I did for years I just focused on getting really strong, feeling so confident and so capable. 
And you can see that through, you know, me talking about how much I trained. And I wasn't training for to change my weight, my shape or my size. I wasn't training to get to the destination. You know, I didn't care how long it took. All I cared was along, you know, the journey from A to B that I just felt stronger, more capable. You know, I could tolerate training. Uh, And so when we're talking about timelines, you know, we need to understand that how much time and effort we're willing to put into the practice very much, I think, correlates and determines how long our timeline is. In saying that, it's also, you know, how much healing do we have to do to be able to get to a place to train hard, to get to the destination, to get to be. So that is just a little bit of my story. Uh, And I think the pieces I want to highlight out of it is it became my sole focus Uh, to heal my spine and that's all I focused on for 12 months and then after that I found Olympic lifting and I loved the sport and I wanted just to feel so bloody strong and capable that I trained a lot I loved the practice that's what we did we just trained uh, you know three or four hours a day six days a week and you know I'm I got from A to B (laughs) but uh Let's look at some other case studies from my other warrior women and we'll dive into a little bit more on timelines and journeys uh, for some of the other warrior women that I work with because I can tell you, you know, it sounds simple but it's not easy. To get from A to B, it's not easy. There's sacrifices that you have to make. There are also changes that you have to make. Uh, It's a little bit more complex if you're dealing with medical conditions, a lot of hormonal stuff, a lot of trauma, if you have a family, you know, if you have been uh, undernourishing and overtraining your body for years and decades and there's a lot of stress there. So I wanted to start with talking about Elise and so she's my first case study. Elise and I have actually been working together for years, uh, for a very long time and when Elise uh, started working with me, you know, she loved to train hard. She loved her training. She did a lot of CrossFit and high intensity training. But after years of doing CrossFit and high intensity training, she was constantly burnt out and injured. She couldn't sleep well. She had low energy all the time. And she had, you know, chronic elbow and shoulder pain. So we started working together and our goals were to find a way to train that really worked with her body uh, to help her uh, um, with her energy. So the energy was a big piece for her and to help her move from being in this place of, you know, being injured uh, and not being able to train consistently to having a consistent training practice that uh, was pain-free, really worked with her body, you know, supported her energy. So we pulled back on her training uh, and she trained four days a week doing mostly mobility, uh, range of motion, body weight strength training for the first uh, 
six to 12 months of our work together. And then we started to introduce some more uh, complex gymnastic strength training after about you know, eight to 12 months of working together. One thing that we worked really hard on was her nutrition. So through uh, journaling and tracking, she started to realize how much she was under eating given her lifestyle and her training load. So we made uh, changes to her nutrition and really created a plan that supported her training and her body. And over the next 12 months, she really leveled out and she was uh, had more energy and she was sleeping better. And I guess after working together for, I think it's been about three years, uh, Elise has really come to understand like how to train with her body to support her physiology, her goals and her lifestyle. She's trained the most consistent that she's ever trained in the last three years and she can really train to her full capacity which has allowed us to tick some really cool strength goals off. Uh, so before she was finding it really hard to get stronger in you know, her squat and her deadlift and her push-ups and her pull-ups because she kept on getting injured and she was really inconsistent. So by changing the training and pulling back, uh, focusing on range of motion, like rebuilding her body from the ground up is basically what we did for the first 12 months. And then 12 months after that, we started to incorporate you know, a lot more strength training, heavy lifting, complex gymnastics training. She could handle like more volume, more load. Uh, and we really focused on her nutrition in that second 12 months. So fast forward, you know, two and a half years, three years later, she can train consistently four days a week. She's made some really cool uh, strength goals on her push-ups, her pull-ups, her squats, uh, her single leg strength, mostly she has uh, so much more energy. She sleeps well and she feels a lot more certain in her body. She trusts her body a lot more than she did before. And so that has taken, you know, about three years uh, to get to this place where now, you know, she trusts her body, she listens to her body, she rests when she needs to. Um, and you know, it's, uh, it's been, it wasn't easy, <laughs> but I was speaking to her the other day and she just feels so certain, um, and confident in her body and in tune with her body. She knows what her body needs. And, uh, I think that is a very cool thing. The second warrior woman that I'm going to talk about, another case study, is Shannon. And when Shannon and I started working together, probably close to four years ago now, she uh, was constantly burnt out and injured, again, from years of doing CrossFit, juggling a full-time career and a young family. She had chronic knee pain and back pain that often stopped her from training consistently and getting results. So Shannon used to uh, wake up in the morning, drink black coffee, go do CrossFit fasted. Uh, she has a long history of 
dieting and restriction, undernourishing her body and overtraining. Uh, so years of this really left her feeling hungry, unsatisfied, fatigued, and really stressed. Uh, she had a lot of hormonal stuff going on. So what we did is we first focused on reducing stress and making her body feel safer again by uh, changing her training. So she no longer did CrossFit or high-intensity training. She started to walk every day. Uh, she trained only three days a week doing Again, mobility, body weight, strength training. So rebuilding uh, her body from the ground up. We focused a lot on uh, fixing, you know, some, some niggles and some pain, uh, working on her knees, on her back, uh, working on tension and coordination and control. She adjusted her nutrition. So we focused on, you know, eating enough food, uh, often enough balancing her uh you know, meals and her snacks, but actually she was on the podcast. So I would highly recommend you go back and listen to that. I'm, I forget what episode it is, but she talks about how, you know, it was years of, you know, us really trying to work on her nutrition and it only just clicked uh, about a year or so ago. <laughs> and so I think she even says on the podcast, you know, Amy, you'd been telling me for years that I needed to eat more and, you know, we needed to, to include these foods and eat in this way and create this strategy. But like, I wasn't hearing it until, you know, I finally did it and did it consistently. And then, you know, I noticed such a big difference in, uh, her stress and her energy. So basically when she st when we started working, her markers were a mess. So her stress levels were so high, her cortisol was through the roof, she had thyroid problems, um, she had uh, migraines all the time. There was a lot of stuff going on. Her temp and pulses weren't great. Her, her appetite, uh, you know, wasn't great. And so... The first couple of years of our work together, we worked really hard on making her body feel safe, on helping her body feel safe. And we did that through everything that I talk about, you know, adjusting the training, training less, doing bodyweight strength training, walking, uh, focusing on the food and nourishing the body, basically managing stress. She had to make some big changes in her life that helped her reduce the stress in her life. And, you know, this journey hasn't been an easy journey. Uh, and Shannon talks about it in the podcast. It's been full of frustration and really wanting to get to be, <laughs> um, you know, wanting to get that change uh, in body composition. But Shannon's body wasn't ready, you know, and it's only, you know, it took us two years uh, to get her body safe and to get her markers up. Now, that's not saying she didn't have results in her training and her health journey over that two years. She totally did. You know, she went from not being able to train consistently to training consistently three or four days a week. She couldn't do a single a strict pull-up. And now she can bust out like five strict pull-ups for like eight sets. Um, her strength gains have improved so much uh, over the last few years. You know, her energy improved. All of these little things definitely improved. Uh, but my point is, 
it took about two years for her body to finally say, okay, I'm safe now. So I can, you know, we can train a bit harder and now we can look at this body composition piece. You know, she, we, she really wanted to look at it before the two years, uh, but her body wasn't ready and it kept on telling her that it wasn't ready. So after two years, you know, we started to increase um, her training a little bit more and then uh, she started to train a bit harder, a bit longer. She could tolerate it. And now we're at this place where we're really, really focusing on training really hard lifting heavier weights to get stronger and as a byproduct her body composition you know may change uh, but her B has shifted a little bit yes there still is a body composition um, goal or destination there but through the journey uh, you know it's it's now focused on, okay, I just want to get really strong. I want to be able to lift a lot of weight and train consistently. And now my body feels safe to do that. Well, then, you know, a body composition change may happen because of that. Uh, so yeah, Shannon and I, we've been together for, you know, probably three and a half years, four years. And she is one of the most uh, consistent, hardworking warrior women that I have ever had the pleasure of coaching. And I guess it just took her body quite a long time because, you know, for decades she was working against it. And this is where it pushes that timeline out and it takes longer to get where we want to go because we have to think about you know, if I'm 35 or 40 years old and for my whole life I had been under eating and overtraining and my body had been stressed, that's a lot of time. You know, that's a lot of healing. And so for Shannon, it took two years to make her body feel safe, safe enough to train harder. And now we are focusing on, you know, lifting heavier weights, building more muscle, uh, to create a body composition change. Okay, my next warrior that I want to talk about as a case study is Laura. So when Laura and I started working together a couple of years ago, I think it's been about two and a half years, she uh, had chronic knee pain. She couldn't uh, sit in the bottom of her squat she actually had, you know, she couldn't bend her knee, basically. If you're just standing or listening, you know, try bending your knee so your calf muscle comes towards your hamstring. Laura had very poor knee flexion just from years of uh, playing sport and injuring her knees. She had multiple surgeries on her knees. And she also couldn't hang on the bar for even five seconds, uh, so Laura's, we're really going to talk about specific skills or specific movements in training uh, because they're so cool. Like yesterday she was in class and she was doing some hanging leg raises. And now, you know, when we started two and a half years ago, she couldn't hang on the bar for five seconds. Now Laura can hang on the bar, uh, not using her feet for like 60 seconds. She can do hanging knee raises. She's starting to develop her hanging leg raise. 
Uh, and this is, this is epic. This is so cool. And for those who have never really hung on a bar before, you know, I invite you to go and try it just so you can understand, you know, how big of a win and how big of a journey this has been uh, for Laura and for a lot of women that I work with. You know, hanging is at the base of every pulling movement. So most women I know have a goal to do a pull up, but can't even hang on the bar. Uh, And so we need to be able to hang. So this is just a couple examples from Laura. She has so many cool, uh, you know, results on her journey, but I'm just using the hanging and her knees because um, there are some epic wins that she has achieved. So the hanging has been a work in progress, you know, over the last couple of years to get to this point. Uh, Now, this is with Laura training like three times a week, pretty consistently for two and a half years. And maybe she like did a hanging practice a couple of times a week. Uh, Just to give you some context, because, you know, if we had her hanging every day, uh, you know, and it was such a big project and focus, it would probably take, you know, not probably, it would take way less time for her to build her hang. But I'm giving you some context of she trained consistently three times a week for the past two and a half years. Maybe we did hanging work or pulling work on a bar, you know, a couple of times a week. And now she can hang for 60 seconds. So let's talk about her knees. For the past two and a half years, we've been really working on her range of motion, her knee health and her single leg strength, and also conquering some huge fears around her knees. So now Laura can actually sit down in the bottom of a squat. So she can squat down and she can get her calf muscle to her hamstring. She can get deep knee flexion. She can do a lot of body weight single leg strength work. Uh, with quality, with control, with stability. Uh, And, you know, she had a lot of scar tissue on her knees. So it's taken about two and a half years to break up that scar tissue and to earn that range of motion that she now has. So the timeline for her to develop these two skills has been about two years, two and a half years. And that's with her training a few times a week. Uh, and that's really important. That's important. If we, uh, have really bad knees or we have an injury, we have old scar tissue, we don't have the range of motion, you know, you need to know that, well, one, it's going to take a long time and two, it's going to be uncomfortable. And Laura will be on the podcast to tell her story, but, and we will speak a lot about, Uh, conquering some big fears around her knees and earning the right, you know, earning the range of motion. But that, that shit, that took two and a half years to break up that scar tissue, to conquer those fears, to get her to, you know, her body to be able to do a long line lunge or a split squat now pain-free with really great range of motion. So yay, Laura, I'm so proud of you. Thank you for uh, showing up and being uh, a great student and a pleasure to coach. And I also just want to highlight, you know, your bravery because the story that you could have told yourself about how hard it was could have stopped you. 
And it's definitely helpful, you know, if you have a coach and you have a group of women around you to, to push you through, you know, that's why I, I believe in community and I believe in having a coach because often, you know, we want to give up breaking up scar tissue <laughs> that's been there for decades and, you know, slowly over two years trying to get, you know, what looks like this simple movement can be frustrating and overwhelming. But Laura, you know, she did it. She told herself a different story and it didn't stop her. She knew that the journey was going to be uncomfortable and it was going to be hard and it was going to be long. Uh, and now we're just starting to explore, you know, squatting, squatting with weight, uh, which is so cool. Okay, and I have probably two more that I think I'm going to speak about. The second last one is Ellen. So Ellen and I, we started working together about five months ago and Ellen had put her body and her menstrual cycle through hell for years by intermittent fasting, under eating, overtraining, and just being in a chronically stressed state. Uh, she had constant fatigue, irregular cycles that were like 40 to 50 days long. She didn't have an appetite. Uh, she was on an energy roller coaster all of the time. She had, you know, terrible skin, like breakouts. She was just stressed all of the time. And so we started working together and our focus was to really stabilize uh, her body and manage her stress. So to make her body feel safe. So we did all the work, you know, that I speak about often with our nutrition, you know, making sure that we're eating enough, that we're balancing our meals. So we slowly started to create a strategy and a plan for her around her food. And then she pulled back on, you know, a lot of uh, her training as well. And we started to just do three days a week of body weight strength training. Now, what we learned pretty quick was that was actually too much for her. She wasn't tolerating it. She wasn't tolerating three days a week and she was still in this very stressed state. Uh, you know, her reality was that she was still doing too much. And even the strategies that we put in place, you know, they were helping a little bit, but they weren't enough to shift her reality. And so we actually had to do a lot of work on her reality, on, on her life, like how she was actually living. And we had to focus on, you know, managing stress and putting in boundaries and containers and resting. And she actually had to stop training and we just focused on walking. So that sometimes happens, you know, we start a practice and, and we think that, yes, it's probably going to work with our body because it's a lot slower and it's less, but if our body is so stressed, sometimes we don't even tolerate that. So we actually stopped her training program and we really focused on her food, on her sleep, uh, on her stress management and on her walking. And it's it's been a really hard five months of, you know, I think Ellen was one of the women that really gave me this idea or made me think a lot about timelines because she kept asking me, 
So how long does it take? Like, do you have a timeline? Like, where am I at on the timeline? (laughs) All of the women that I work with pretty much, they love plans. They love timelines. You know, they love measuring things very objectively. And I don't know how I um, attract all these women because I'm the complete opposite. As in like, you know, I'm not, I'm not measuring. I'm not timeliney. I'm a more organic, let's go with like the flow and, you know, listen. So Ellen kept on asking me, Amy, like, where should I be at right now? Um, you know, what should I be feeling? How long is it going to take for me to have more energy and, and um, be able to train? Or how long is it going to take for me to regulate my cycle? And I kept on saying to her, like, I don't have a timeline, Ellen. And I think, you know, this is, this is um, I probably could have done a lot shorter podcast by saying, like, there is no one timeline. I can't, I can't say to you, okay, this is how long it's going to take to get from A to B. One, because it's not linear. You know, our physiology is not linear. Life is not linear. Uh, And a lot of things come up and we have to learn how to listen and allow and receive and respond and adapt and make changes. Um, And this is what we had to do with Ellen. You know, we were trying certain things and it wasn't working. And we, you know, we know this by she was tracking and her markers weren't improving and you know, and it was only five months. Uh, I did tell her that from her history, it's probably going to take around 12 months uh, for her body to feel really safe again and to have really good markers. So we had our check-in call the other day and it's been five months and she had her first 32-day cycle that she's had in three years with minimal pain, which is so freaking awesome. Uh, she's been tracking and looking into her cycle and her hormones and stuff for years. And so she went back into her journals and it had been three years since 2018, since she had a 32 day cycle, all of her cycles in those three years had been irregular 40 to 50 days long, um, really painful, no ovulation. And so when we jumped on our checking call the other day, She's like, Amy, I had a 32-day cycle that arrived, you know, minimal pain. And that was the first time in three years. She also has more stable energy over the last month. And she's pooing daily, uh, which is another epic win. Uh, She wasn't opening her bowels every day. Uh, And so now she poos daily and uh, her energy is more stable. She's sleeping better. She doesn't have this constant fatigue. She doesn't feel like she's on a roller coaster uh, over the five months. You know, she would often explain it as just this massive roller coaster of these dumps of, you know, energy. And then she'd get halfway through a training session and she'd be shaking and, you know, exhausted and fatigued and not being able to tolerate it. So, in our checking call the other day, we, you know, she's finally ready to. St- start adding some training back in. Uh, she hasn't been training for about three or three months, I think now. And so we're slowly adding, you know, a couple of sessions back in. Uh, we're doing it in a very strategic particular way. We're doing certain types of movement and training. Um, so we have a strategy and an approach to support her and where she's at now. But her body just needed that five months to find some safety and some stability. And we know that because her energy's better, she's pooing, she has an appetite, her cycle arrived, you know, within 32 days. So now what 
what, what the work is within the next, you know, six months is to work on her training and, um, you know, improve her tolerance to training. Okay, I just had a sip of water. Our last one I'm going to speak about is Kelsey. So Kelsey and I started working together in May uh, and she had trained in the past but had a lot of health and emotional struggles, you know, in the past five to six years. So her body had been a lot, uh, been through a lot over the last five or six years and she wasn't training and she, you know, her body was really stressed. So when we started our work together, you know, she really missed training and she wanted to start training again, but she was really unsure. She had a lot of fears around uh, creating stress in her body again. She'd worked so hard to, you know, heal, heal her body and get to this place where her markers were pretty good and her energy was pretty good. Her digestion was pretty good. You know, all of these things that we talk about a lot were pretty good and she you know, she felt like her body may have been strong enough to start again, but she had no idea, you know, how to start or what to do. And she was really scared. So what we did was, you know, our big goal was to find a way to train that worked with her body where she was at right now. And we just wanted some consistency in moving her body. So we started you know, with two days a week, I think at the start, and then we added in a third day after, you know, six or eight weeks, uh, we started with, you know, not very much volume. So shorter sessions, just working on mobility stuff, uh, range of motion, stability work and body weight strength. And then, uh, this month, you know, we had our check-in call the other day and she's smashing it. She does her three sessions consistently. Uh, she, uh, her tolerance has improved. She is, you know, adding weight to a lot of her movements now. Um, she's doing the full sets and the full reps uh, where she's really progressing in her training. Uh, I think the other day she did like seven uh, strict push-ups and when we started you know we're only working at you know like like a couple of reps for the push-ups for you know a set or two and I think the other day she did like seven push-ups for like three or four sets which is really cool and so what we've done you know since May over the last May July, August, September, I just had to count how many months in my head <laughs> like the last seven to eight months uh, is slowly increase uh, her training. So slow, we started to rebuild her body from the ground up. Uh, and this is what I found, you know, if we're on our healing journey, we haven't trained for a while, we need to come back to those basics. We need to do mobility work. We need to do stability work and we need to do body weight strength training. Then we can start to uh, add weight to that or more complex movements but first you know we really need to be able to consistently train three times a week and do those sessions you know with our own body and be able to tolerate that so Kelsey and I have been really working together on her tolerance and just monitoring that like how was her sleep after the session uh you know, did she, how were her temp and pulses? How was her digestion? We looked at her markers a lot. 
and that gave her the confidence that the training was working with her body because her markers were good. And that's really important, you know, when we start to get back into the training or we feel afraid because, you know, we don't want to feel stressed and shit again, you know, it can help to look at our markers and that can tell us if our training is working with our body. But so it's taken about, you know, seven, seven months for Kelsey to feel more confident uh, and capable in her body. Her body feels safe doing the training consistently three days a week. And she's made some great progress with like volume um, of training. So we've increased the sets and the reps that she can tolerate. And we're starting to add some weights. So she's adding weights to her single leg strength work. And she's doing more push-ups and she can hang longer. You know, when again, when we first started working together, she could barely hang for five seconds with her feet assisted on the bar. And the other day she did 60 second hang. Uh, you know, but that took seven, eight months to build. Uh, and it will probably be, you know, another six months or so of us, you know, continuing to like just build this body weight strength practice and slowly working on these basic movement patterns, slowly adding a little bit more weight to maybe we get to this place when, okay, you know, maybe she can push harder, maybe she can tolerate, yeah, more complex movements or heavier weights or, um, yeah, so I think, you know, to finish off the podcast episode and the conversation around timelines, you can see that each of those women had different timelines or they're at a different place, you know, on their journey from A to B. Uh, but what I have found in my work through my own experience and working with hundreds of women over the last 13 years is that if you've come from a place of chronic stress, under eating, overtraining, you have a lot of hormonal stuff, all your markers are pretty shit. Uh, it's going to take a good 6, 12, 18 months to make your body just feel safe again. Now that doesn't mean you're not going to see progress or changes or you're not going to be able to train you know, in those months. It just means that the focus needs to be on making your body feel safe. Like this is building the body from the ground up and we need to get a stronger metabolism. And so from, yeah, what I've seen, it, it takes a good 6, 12, 18 months for the body to feel safe and the markers to come up. Now this is important because this kind of gives us an indication of, you know, where the body's at and what it can tolerate. And now over this time, yes, of course, we're progressing. You know, we're listening to the body as the body feel safer over that timeline, we start to increase the training, you know, whether it's the load or the weight or the complexity. And then once, you know, you reach around that 18 month mark, we can start to really focus on training harder and really building some good strength. And this is where we would bring in more strength training and weightlifting and, you know, complexity, um, and then it's probably going to take you, you know, another couple of years to get really strong, uh, even longer. Uh, and it depends what strong means to you as well. And I think that's really important. Like, what does strong mean to you? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Uh, and, you know, what is B? 
Yeah, if B is strong, well, what does that look like? What does that feel like? If B is a change in body composition, what does that look like? What does that feel like? So then the second piece of this timeline is training hard. You know, training hard, training consistently, lifting heavier weights, doing more complex things, uh, you know, being pain-free, injury-free. Then the third part of the timeline is, okay, as a byproduct, then the body composition will probably change. And this is where, you know, uh, we may uh, get a change in body composition. We get more muscle mass. We lose fat mass. Uh, but that happens as a byproduct of the work that we've done for most of the journey from A to B. Uh, it can't, we can't do that part at the start. And this is what happens and where we get stuck is because we start at A and we want to get to B so badly. We try and take the shortcut. Or, you know, it's about the body composition change. Uh, and we actually haven't done the work to earn the right to get to B. And that work, you know, the timeline of that work depends on all the things that we've spoken about today. Uh, so I hope this was, um, I hope it was helpful. Yeah. I would love to know if, anything resonated if you have any questions about timelines uh, and to know that you know I see you and I hear you and I know it's hard I know it's overwhelming I know it's really frustrating uh, but you know there you know you just keep going <laughs> keep going uh, and I hopefully you can take some things away from this podcast episode from the case studies that I talk through maybe looking at your expectation reality gap. Um, and I think the thing that I'll just finish off, finish on, and this is not to discourage you at all. This is just to be extremely honest with you. Um, and again, I don't think it's spoken about enough. To get really strong and to be lean, to be really muscular, it's really hard it's I guess you know if you look at take someone that you might look at you know let's use myself for example a lot of women will see what I can do in my training or maybe the way that I look and they compare themselves and they want to be able to do that or look that way uh, and I'm always very honest that to be able to train this way or to look this way is really hard. It requires a lot of work and a lot of effort. Now, that doesn't mean that it's uh, you can't get there. It just means that there are changes that you have to make. Uh, there are, um, yeah, there, there are a lot of pieces to it. And, you know, it's okay if you don't want to make those changes but you have to be okay with not getting where you want to go in your training or not getting that body composition that you really want um, and so yeah that's what I wanted to finish on because I I think it's important to talk about being really strong and being able to do all this really cool stuff in training is really hard it's hard work uh, and it requires so much heart, so much focus, so much consistency, so much patience, uh, so much effort. Uh, 
It requires having a good coach, having a team of people uh, around you. And, you know, great. Like if you want to do it, I say get a coach, get a community, get a program, get a plan. But I, I just, I want you to think about a couple of things and we're going to finish off with um, maybe a question or two to finish. How might working on my expectation and reality gap help me with my training? How might learning to train properly and building my body from the ground up help me with my goals? And how might following a plan that has a timeline of years, not weeks or months, help my own training and help me get from A to B? And I think that's the most important question. What if we were to all follow a plan and a program and work with a coach that had a timeline of years, not weeks? Like, what could we do? You know, what would that journey be like? What could we achieve? And I'm speaking from experience. You know, I worked with Jules for five years. I'm working with my coach now, Oscar, and we've been together for about a year. And I'd work with him forever for the rest of my life. Uh, I've worked with my business coach for the last four years. And I would keep him for the rest of my life. Uh, You know, and I view my business stuff and my training in a timeline of years, not weeks or not months. And so I really invite you to ask yourself this question. How might following a plan that works with my body that has a timeline of years help my own training and my own health journey. Okay, Warrior Woman, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, It's been a pleasure and I'll see you soon. Warrior Woman, you can listen to these episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please give it love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, tag me in it on Instagram with your biggest takeaway. warrior woman so this training nutrition and health stuff has challenged you at your deepest level and now you feel stuck maybe you've missed regular training for over a year due to an injury and you feel scared to start training again maybe you've tried so many programs but they didn't work so now you feel tired overwhelmed out of shape and weak I believe this stuff shouldn't feel so goddamn hard. I also believe that we should all feel strong and confident. So I pulled on all my knowledge and my experiences over the last decade and created Warrior School. In Warrior School, I help you swap confusion and overwhelm for a plan to get stronger and healthier. And who doesn't love a good plan? Inside Warrior School, 
I will teach you the key metabolic nutrition principles to give you energy and support your training. I teach you how to approach training to get stronger and get those results that you want. And I teach you how to regulate your cycle and use it as a tool to support your training. I invite you to become a part of Warrior School in three simple steps. Fill out the application form on my website, book a free discovery call where we talk about your training and your goals. Three, start training today to get stronger and healthier.